in our services today. Today we're going to look at the blessings of endured suffering. No doubt, even in this crowd, the smaller crowd at the early worship, there's people in here that are suffering. You don't have to raise your hand. I'll raise mine and tell you there's things in my life I'm suffering through today. There's sufferings in my life. and The exciting thing for the believer we're going to see today that God in our sufferings can make those a blessing. He can make our negative circumstances a blessing. You know, only God can do some things, amen? God can take the bad things in our life and He can get glory out of them and make them a blessing in our life. And, and we're going to see today in Scripture how you and I as believers, those of you who know you're saved, need to respond to our sufferings. It's very important in the world we live in today. Let me read in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Let me read this passage and then we'll jump right in to the message. The Apostle Paul here in his second epistle to the church at Corinth in verse 3 says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye also be the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Ye also, helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by any means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. The blessings of endured suffering. Before we get into our notes this morning, just a little foundation for the message about suffering. I said earlier, no doubt some of you are suffering things today. There's something probably in almost every person here that's going on in your life that's a form of suffering. But we need to clarify exactly what sufferings are. There really are two different kinds of sufferings. Number one, this is not in your notes. This is just some, some things I put together. Sufferings, first of all, can be ordained of God. There are some sufferings that are ordained of God. They're part of His plan to sanctify us for His glory. They're used by God. God, God orchestrates them in our life to bring Him glory. Sometimes, church, hey, listen, sometimes he even allows the devil to attack us. Amen? Think about Job. Amen? The devil went to God. 
And what did God do? He gave him permission, didn't he? He gave the devil permission to attack, to attack Job. Sometimes God allows that. Why does he do that? He does that to give him glory and to sanctify us. Then there's another kind of suffering. The first suffering is ordained of God. The next kind of suffering, listen, is a result of our own sin. It's a product of our sin and our wrong choices. Sometimes we suffer, amen, because of bad choices we make. Hey, sometimes we suffer because of us, because of wrong decisions. Sometimes we suffer because we go in the wrong direction. Sometimes we suffer because we choose the wrong things. The miracle is this this morning. Either way, whether God ordained them or it's a result of bad choices, if we learn to respond correctly or repent, God is able to use our sufferings for His glory. God is able to take the bad things in our life and get glory out of them. Oh, I've learned even in in my life already that life's hard. Amen, church? Isn't life? It's just hard. Whether you're so the Bible says what? It rains on the just and the unjust. Job 14.1 says, Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. Life's hard. It's, it's full of trouble. So the foundational thoughts this morning I want to give you as we get into this subject of suffering and endured suffering is this. The first note is this. Suffering is a part of life and is guaranteed to those who live godly lives. Suffering is a part of life and is guaranteed to those who live godly lives. Suffering is just part of life. It's something we have to go through. It's something that that everyone in this room at one time or another has gone through. And, And as some preachers say it, you're either in a trial today or you're going to be going into one soon or you're just coming out of one. It's just part of life, church. It's something we have to understand as we get into this subject that that you're not going to escape. It's inevitable that we go through sufferings and trials and pains. And the Bible's even stronger when it comes to those who choose to live a godly life. What did he say? You'll suffer persecution. Hey, I got news for you, church. If you choose to give God your life, if you choose to give God your whole life and become a disciple, it's going to cost you. Amen? You're going to suffer some persecution. We're guaranteed that the second note under the foundational thoughts is this. How we respond to our sufferings determines whether or not there'll be a blessing. How we respond. You see, we can't get out of them. Sufferings are coming. Hey, we're guaranteed if we live a godly life, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer persecution. But how we respond to those sufferings is the key, church. How you and I respond to our pain, how you and I respond to the bad things in our life, the way we choose to respond, hey, to the tribulations that come our way, that is the key. So my question to you today is this, how do you react when suffering comes? How do you react? How do you respond Hey, when things don't go your way, how do you respond when pain enters your life? How do you respond, church, hey, when a crisis hits your life? Ask yourself that today. Examine your heart today.
Do you respond with doubt? For all honest, and here sometimes I have. Have you ever been like me and said, Lord, why? Have you ever been there and said, Lord, why is this happening? I know I have. Have you ever, have you ever said, Lord, what are you doing? Have you ever examined, Brother Sean, your pain and your trial and said, God, what is going on? Man, I have. I have. If you're there today, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you that if you'll learn to take on and accept your sufferings and allow God to, give, to receive glory in those things, oh, I'm telling you, there'll be a blessing in your life. There'll be a blessing in your life. Today, I want to give you four blessings of suffering. Four blessings of suffering. Before we get into those, just real quickly again, let's remember that it's a part of life. It's, let's face it, Christian. Hey, hey, we live in a... We, one of the things about suffering that I, I just wanted to kind of capture is we live in a soft society. Amen? For the most part, listen, for the most part, most of us have never suffered great persecution. Amen. There are Christians today that do know what real suffering is. There are people today that do die for the glory of God. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. It'll change your life. There are people that are willing to give their life for the cause of Christ. It may come to that someday in our lifetime, right here in America. Hey, it may come to a point to where we, like Christians overseas, have to really suffer. But for the most part... Hey, we're soft, amen? Let's just say it. We really are. Hey, little trivial things offend us. I mean, things that people make fun of our name and we think we're suffering, amen? Trust me, with a name like Fry, you get made fun of sometimes, amen? I've heard it all. French Fry, Small Fry, Fry Daddy, Fry Baby, Fry Pappy. I've heard it all. But that's not suffering. That's not suffering. How do you respond to your sufferings today? How do you respond? We live in a culture where we like it easy. We don't like to suffer. And if we're all honest in here today, usually when suffering comes, we don't like it. Amen. We put up resistance. We say, why? We say, God, what's going on? That is not what God wants us to do, church. I want you to know today, God wants us to learn to take on our suffering. To accept them, to take them on. Are you doing that today? And by the way, let me say this, and we'll get into the four blessings. Our kids need this. Our children, who we've spoiled, who we've tried to give everything they've ever wanted, our children, hey, whom I love dearly, hey, they need to understand that life, hey, is not always going to go their way. They need to understand there's going to be trouble in life. They need to understand, hey, Listen, that there's going to be pain in this life, that there's going to be trials. Our kids need to understand that they don't always get what they want. Amen? They just do, church. We raise our kids and shelter them and, and try to protect them and give them everything they want, and then they get into life and they experience pain and they fall apart and we wonder why. We need to warn our children and teach them the truth that life is hard, it's full of trouble. But we can also teach them that if they'll learn to take on their sufferings 
and grow in their relationship with God that they can get through anything. Sufferings. Sufferings today. Number one, blessing number one. You say, Brother Butch, what are the, what are the blessings of suffering? What, what could be a blessing out of suffering? Well, number one, we will not go through them alone. Amen? Hey, we do not have to go through our sufferings alone. And I'm thankful for that. Are you thankful for that today, church? I'm thankful as a believer that God goes with us through our sufferings. Look at verses 3 and 4 of our text. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who does what? Who comforteth us. He comforts us in our tribulation. I love that. That we may be able to what? Comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort that we ourselves are comforted of God. I like a couple of things that that the Apostle Paul did here. The first thing we see, and that I mentioned earlier, is his attitude toward his suffering was right. Did you notice what he said in verse 3? He said, blessed be God. Paul said, no matter my tribulation, no matter my trial, no matter my pain, hey, God is still blessed. Paul's attitude toward his sufferings, he tells the Corinthians that God in the form of the Holy Spirit is a God of comfort. And he says, even though I've suffered, even though I've been through many battles, Paul, if you go to 2 Corinthians 11, you don't have to turn there today, we find that Paul suffered great shipwreck. The Bible says he was three times over, hey, beaten with rods. The Bible says he was stoned. The Bible says he was in journeys often. He was in hunger. He was in thirst. And I'm telling you, in all those sufferings, Paul said this, Blessed be God. His attitude toward his sufferings, hey, did not define his attitude toward God. Amen? We don't have to go through our sufferings alone. Paul reminds the Corinthians that God, in the form of the Holy Spirit, is a God of comfort, a Father of mercies. And listen, I believe sometimes we go through sufferings just so we can experience the comfort of our Heavenly Father. Amen? I believe that. I believe sometimes God allows things into our life just so we know what it is to feel His comfort and His peace. I'm glad, church, I don't have to go through my sufferings alone. Amen. I'm glad today that when I have pain, God's there with me. I'm glad today that when I have tribulation, God is with me. The sweet Holy Spirit of God, hey, is with me to comfort me. And I am reminded today, as a believer, no matter how great my sufferings are, there is a greater power, a supernatural power, hey, that orchestrates my sufferings. God knew about them before I did, and He's with me, and He's going to go through those with me. I'm thankful today in my sufferings I'm not alone. I'm thankful for that today. That's a blessing, isn't it? You say, Brother Butch, what, what are the blessings of sufferings? One of the blessings, church, is we don't have to go through them alone. God's with us. How did Paul and Silas sing praises to God in a Roman dungeon at midnight and shake the earth? I'm going to tell you how Paul and Silas sang those praises to God. It's because God was in that dungeon with them. It's because God was with them in their sufferings. How did Job, a righteous man, a man of great character, 
a wealthy man lose it all? His wealth, his possessions, even his children. I know no one in here, not many of you have been through that. And what was Job's reaction to his suffering? Did he get mad at God? Did he complain? No, Job said, The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God, help me to realize He's going to be with me in my sufferings. Not alone. Not alone. We have examples of Job. We have examples of Paul. We have examples of the Hebrew children who told the king, we will not bow down. You can throw us into the fire. We will not bow down. And if our God deliver us, we will give him glory. But if he does not, king, we still will not bow down. And the king looked in the fire, and what was there? There was a fourth man in the fire, amen? God was with them, wasn't he? God is always with us in our sufferings. Sometimes we may not realize it. Sometimes, sometimes we may not see him, but he's always with us in our sufferings. We are not alone. In your notes, I believe under the first point, we have this. We are promised that the Holy Spirit will comfort us in our sufferings. It's a promise from God. And God does not break his promises. If you're suffering today and you respond correctly, God will comfort you. The second note is this. We are promised that all things, including our sufferings, work together for those who love God. All things. Romans 8.28 says what? Y'all know it, church. All things work together for those who love God. We sometimes forget that part of the verse. That is a conditional verse. We got to love God. Amen. We we like the part that says all things work together, but it says for them who love the Lord, who are called according to his promise. We read this verse, we must understand though it's conditional. And loving God means obeying him and trusting him and leaning on him. Then all things work together for good. I'm glad I'm not alone in my sufferings. Suffering is inevitable in this life, but we will learn to trust God with them and love God through them and respond correctly and realize that He's always with us. I'm telling you, church, God's been with me through so many sufferings in my life. Many of you know about my son. We've been praying for him. He's struggling with overcoming addiction. I've got a kindred spirit with people in our church that have went through the same thing, this this thing of suffering. But I want you to know God's been with me. I want you to know today that the only reason I can stand in this pulpit and preach the Word of God is because God has been with me through this time of suffering. I want you to know the last five or six years as we've dealt with Him and tried to help Him and love Him and pray for Him, it's been very difficult, stressful. It's been painful. There's scars in my life and in the life of my family and in the life of his siblings. There's scars there that will always be there. And I want you to know I am not alone. God's with me. God's been with me every step of the way. The only reason I can stand and preach the Word of God today is because God is with me. 
Some of you, you're going to have some pain in your life. You're going to have some suffering. You may not even know it yet. But I want you to know if you'll respond correctly, God will be with you. You remember Brother Butch saying that today. The next time you've got a crisis, the next time you lose a loved one, the next time you have a child fall away, hey, God is with you. Aren't you glad, church, that we don't have to go through our sufferings alone? I'm glad God goes through them with us. And he goes through them with us in this life. And then when we face death, David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For why? For thou art with me. Even in death, God says, You're not going to go through it alone. Well, I love that. Thank you, God, that I don't have to suffer alone. Number two, what's the next blessing? The next blessing is this. The first blessing is what, church? What did we say? First blessing, we're not going through it alone. Second blessing is this. We will be equipped to help others. I actually read this verse for the movie. This was the verse they put in the movie that day. Remember that day we did the little, I don't know how many were here that day, we did the little movie skit. They did lights, camera action. That's some pressure right there, amen? I had to do it like three times because nobody would say amen. But this is the verse. We will be equipped to help others. One of the the blessings of suffering, hey, listen, we get a little selfish sometimes. We get a little, hey, self-conceited sometimes. God, why me? Hey, God, why am I going through this? Hey, maybe God is making you go through something because he's going to let you help somebody else down the road, amen? I've met people dealing with my son. I met a lady named Katie at Covenant Recovery when my son spent several months there. Bud, you may know Katie. And Katie came to me and she began to talk to me about my son. And she began to tell me about her life, tragic, how she was abused at a young age. And Katie's one of the leaders at this facility. She began to tell me as she grew up she was abused in all the ways you could think of being abused. She began to tell me as she fell into drugs and different things she'd done and how the state took her kids away. She wound up living on the street, children gone, family gone, just a tragedy. And then she began to tell me about how someone gave her the gospel. Katie's life got changed. That's what God does, amen? God changes us. Amen, church? God God gives us a new life. It's not just a better or an improved version. God transforms us. Katie got her life back. She she told me that day, she said, "I, I got my children back. She smiled real big and said, I have my kids back. I just purchased my first house. She said, and I'm going to tell you this, and she knew I was a pastor. She said, Pastor, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be able to help the things, the sufferings I went through. I'm going to be able to help your son. Because of my pain. I'm going to be able to share things with him because of my pain. Sometimes we go through things, hey, so we can help someone else later. Sometimes we go through things today so that we can help someone else later. It's not all about us sometimes. Amen, church? Sometimes God causes negative things to come into our life because he knows it'll grow you. And he knows later on you're going to be able to be a blessing to somebody. Your notes under this point are this. 
The first one is this. We are able to comfort others later who are dealing with the same afflictions as we are today. And the second note is this. Christ is revealed in us as we respond correctly and in turn comfort others. When we see someone suffer yet remain strong in their faith, it gives us strength and it gives us hope. My brother Larry lost his 11-year-old son to cancer. And it was very interesting when we would go to Children's Hospital as Christopher was dying of cancer. He lived three years after he was diagnosed. And I learned this verse when this happened. I saw people at Children's Hospital in Little Rock rally around my brother in those three years and comfort him. These were people that also had children in the hospital dying. They would rally around my brother and they would pray with him. They would encourage him. They would, they would lift him up. People that were suffering. One of the most tragic losses I could ever imagine, losing a child. And yet I saw them comfort and love my brother. And it helped my brother get through the loss of his son. Ultimately, Christopher passed away at the age of 11. And you know what? Today... My brother is able to help people. He's able to comfort people who go through that. Why? Because he's been through it. He's able to comfort them and encourage them and pray with them and love them. Hey, sometimes we go through pain and suffering not just for ourselves, but to help someone else. Amen? To help somebody else. When's the last time you took one of your sufferings and used it to help someone else? I mentioned my son and how my wife and I now at this point, I, this, just this week, was able to counsel two other men that I, that I know and work that have sons that are struggling with addiction. And we prayed together and we lifted their names in prayer along with my son that God would give them the strength to overcome. And I thought about this verse and I thought about God help me to use my sufferings that I've been through with my son to help these men. We prayed about it. We talked about it. And this verse came to life for me. Some of you are going through something today and you don't even know it. But somewhere down the road, you're going to be able to help somebody with this pain you're struggling with. I remember as we prayed this week, one of the men asked me, he was struggling with his own son going through drug addiction. And I told him three things God's given me. Number one, don't blame God. Don't blame God for this. Number two, don't blame yourself. Don't blame yourself. And then number three, don't give up. Don't give up. I'm not going to give up on my son. I'm not going to quit praying for him. Whatever you're going through today, church, hey, one day you're going to be able to help somebody that's going through the same thing. That's a blessing. We have a blessing today to know that God, my suffering, my pain, you're going to use that God to help me be a blessing to somebody else. That's what he said in verse 4. And then he said this, For as the sufferings of Christ, in verse 5, abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Christ is revealed in us as we respond correctly and comfort others. That's when Christ is revealed. When someone who's hurting, going through pain, going through suffering remain strong in their faith, Jesus shines. Amen, church? Jesus is revealed. 
But if we complain and we gripe and we quit, hey, when we're inconsistent because we're going through a tough time, hey, Christ and the testimony of, of Jesus is suppressed in our life. God, help me to stay faithful, to stay strong, to stay true to God in my pain so that Jesus can be exposed. How do we respond to our sufferings? We don't have to go through them alone. What a blessing. Number two, we are equipped to help other people who are suffering with the same things we've suffered with. Ask yourself today, have I ever used one of my sufferings to help someone else? Ask yourself that today. Number three, blessing number three. We will grow. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. If we suffer for the glory of God and respond correctly to our suffering, God promises us spiritual growth, maturity. He calls it perfection. It's not sinless. It's just maturity. And boy, I don't know about you, church, but it's time for God's people to grow up. It's time for God's people. Hey, there's too many people that's been saved for years and years and years. Hey, and when something negative happens, they struggle, they quit, they gripe, they complain. God, mature me to a place that I take on my sufferings. Hey, that spiritual growth is gained in my life. Use my sufferings, God, to grow me and mature me so that I can become more like Jesus. I wrote this down. There's no such thing as pointless pain in the life of a child of God. No such thing. The suffering you're going through today, church, God knew about it long before you did. We may not always understand our pain, but God does. The Bible says He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Hey, folks, the bottom line is this. If we're going to be like Christ... It's going to take a biblical perspective on suffering. It's going to take a biblical perspective. If we're going to grow spiritually, we're going to have to be willing to suffer. Oswald Chambers wrote this, We learn to excel by the way we handle failure. How do you respond to your sufferings today? Well, one thing, as I've studied the Word of God... And let's go ahead and give the the, the two notes there, Brother Ken, on point number three. We will grow. Suffering is for our good and proves that we have a relationship with Jesus. And then secondly, suffering is used by God to grow us, strengthen us, and establish our testimony. That's in 1 Peter. One of the things I've learned in studying the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament church is this. If you're going to get close to God, it's going to take some suffering. Hey, could it be today that that most Christians live a shallow life? Could it be today that the average believer, hey, lives a shallow life? Because, hey, we like it easy. We don't like suffering. We like to coast. We've been cultured in our society, hey, to take it easy. But I'm telling you, church, from the Old Testament, when the high priest, hey, would enter into the Holy of Holies where God was, that's where God was. He was in the Holy of Holies. 
But to get there, you had to go through the outer court, which was a place of suffering. It was a place where sacrifice was offered. It was a place where the blood was shed. It was a picture of Christians today in our sin, a place of suffering. I'm glad that Jesus saved me out of my place of suffering, church. I'm glad that he pulled me up out of that pit. Hey, we talk about others and we talk about, hey, others like that have addiction. I want you to know I was addicted to sin too, amen? But God saved me out of that. He saved me out of my sufferings. And I have to realize today that to get over to God, I've got to go through some sufferings. I've got to go through some pain. I've got to go through some trials. God says that the bride is made pure through fire just as silver is made pure through the refining pot. I'm telling you today, what God is telling us today is as the bride, we have to be purified. We have to be tested. We have to be tried. We have to, be, we have to go through some stuff to get close to God. We have to go through some suffering. We gotta go through the sacrifice. We gotta go through some pain. Hey, there's some reproach. Listen to me, church. There's some reproach that comes with getting close to God. There's too many people today that say they're saved and they're coasting and they, they seem to never struggle, never have any pain. I'm not saying you can't live in victory in the Christian life. I'm saying this today the Christian life is not about coasting. Paul said this, I press toward the mark of the high calling of God. That word press means it's not easy. It's a struggle. It's a battle. It's spiritual warfare today to live for God. In this nation too, it's spiritual warfare today to get close to God and live a godly life. I'm telling you, church, it takes suffering to become like Jesus. Got to be willing to suffer. Got to be willing to go through some stuff. You got to want this stuff, amen? It's not easy. You got to want it. It's a place of suffering. 1 Peter 5 10 says, After you've suffered a while, then I'll strengthen you and establish you and settle you. God says, Growth and strength and establishing your testimony comes after you suffer a while. How do we respond to our sufferings? Another quote from Oswald Chambers says this, God has one destined end for mankind, holiness that is gained through suffering. We must remember as the bride of Christ, Titus tells us again, Jesus desires to purify the bride. You see, we're a messy, fleshly, carnal people, amen? But God's desire for His bride is to purify it, to sanctify it. And it includes times of testing. It includes times of suffering. It includes times of being refined by the fire, by the trial. Who today will rise up out of their sufferings and hold on to God and persevere and have integrity and let God grow them and strengthen them and settle them through their sufferings? Suffering produces spiritual growth and is the catalyst of having a deeper, more deep relationship with God. I wrote this down. Suffering burns up shallowness. 
I'm telling you, church, you learn to suffer and take on your sufferings and accept them. You learn to take on your pain. I'm telling you, it'll burn up the shallowness in your life. You'll have a deeper relationship with God than you've ever had. You'll be growing. God says He'll establish. Suffering is used by God to grow us, strengthen us, and establish our testimony. It declares to the world that you're a child of God when you suffer and you respond with faith. When you suffer and you respond with perseverance. From the high priest going into the Holy of Holies to the Apostle Paul pressing toward the mark, it will take great resolve to take on our suffering in this life with grace. Most people today, when it gets hard, they just quit. Most people today, when they, hey, as long as everything's right, man, we're good. But you let a little pain come along, and we start questioning, God, what are you doing? Why is this happening to me? I've been there, church. I've been there pastoring a church, and at 5 o'clock in the morning, been on my knees in my office saying, God, why is my son struggling with addiction? God, why? And God grew me through that and showed me through that that He can take my sufferings and He can get glory out of them. He can take my pain. He can take my tears. And God can take those negative things and get glory out of them if I remain faithful. How do you handle your sufferings today, church? Do you complain? Do you gripe? Do you say, why me? Do you say... Woe is me. Do you have a pity party? Or do you take your sufferings like Jesus? What did he do? He took them on. He took them on. I love that phrase, taking on our sufferings. Trusting God with them. Lord, I don't understand it, but I trust you. Lord, I don't know why this is happening, but I trust you. Even Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane said, Lord, if there be any other way, boy, I took great consolation in that. Even Jesus said, Lord, this is going to be hard if there be any other way. But then he said, what? But not my will, but thy will. Lord, I don't understand this pain. I don't understand the loss of this child. I don't understand this cancer situation in my life. God, I don't understand why my son has fell off the wagon. God, I don't understand when I'm trying to serve you why negative things happen in my life. Lord, I don't understand it, but God, not my will, but thy will be done. And Lord, I'm going to trust you with it. One of the blessings of suffering is we don't go through it alone. Another blessing of suffering is we can help others. We can help others. Blessing number four will be done. What's another blessing of suffering? Number four is this. We will one day reign with Christ. I believe that's in your notes. One of the blessings of suffering is one day if we're faithful, we will reign with Christ. Your notes are these. Endured suffering proves the Spirit of God on your life. 1 Peter 4, 14 says that if we endure our suffering, it proves that the Holy Spirit is on our life. And number two, endured suffering allows us to reign with Christ in the next life. That's in 2 Timothy 2, 11 through 13. It says, if we suffer 
If we endure suffering, we will reign with Christ. I got news for you. Everyone that's saved will go to heaven, but not everyone that's saved will reign with Christ. That's reserved for those who are willing to endure suffering. We'll reign with Christ. What are you saying, Brother Butch? I'm saying this. It's worth it to endure. It's worth it to persevere. It's worth it when you're in pain and you're in suffering to just say, Lord, give me faith. Lord, help me to have faith and not fear. God, help me to learn to trust you in my pain, in my trial. Lord, I want to reign with you one day. The Bible says in Romans 8, 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You see, one day, church, listen, when we go to heaven and we're with Jesus, we're going to look back at all of our sufferings And the Bible says we're going to say they weren't worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed when we see Christ. If you look at it from that perspective, you'll understand, man, it is worth it. No matter how much pain I go through, it's worth it to keep God first. No matter how much struggle I have, no matter how much financial woe or personal loss, Paul said it's all but done for the glory of God. It's worth it for Jesus. And one day when I'm with him, it won't even be worthy to be compared. My final thoughts in your notes are these. Lord, help me to learn from the example of Jesus and take on my sufferings. Not to fight them, not to complain about them, not to resist them, not to say, woe is me. But God, help me to take them on. Help me to take them on, God, and allow you to grow me. Allow you to mature me and establish me. Help me, God, to take on my sufferings so that one day I can help someone else who's suffering with the same pain. God, help me to realize that I'm not going to go through this alone. And then, God, help me to realize that I will reign with you one day and that my sufferings are not going to be worthy to even be compared. I'm not trying to minimize your pain. We all go through sufferings. I just want you to know, church, it's worth it when you learn to take them on. Just take them on and trust God with them. Final thought is this. Lord, help me to allow you to be revealed in my life and be glorified through my sufferings. I don't know what you're suffering today. I don't know what pain you have today. I just know chances are most of us have some. My question to you today is this. How do you respond to sufferings? Do you complain about them? Do you have a pity party? Do you reject them? Do you quit? Do you constantly say, God, why me? Hey, I've been there, church. God's grown me out of that, though. And I'm learning to take on my sufferings. I'm learning to accept them as God's ordained will in my life. I know from the example of Job that when the devil attacks me, he had to get permission from God. He had to ask God to do it. 
No matter what you're going through today, I want you to know you can respond correctly to that suffering. Take it on. Accept it. Have faith. And God will bless you for it. There's blessing in suffering. Maybe you're here today and you do not know Jesus. I want you to know today Jesus suffered for you. He died for you. He wants to save you today. Say, Brother Butch, how do you get saved? Well, the first thing you do is you have to recognize you're lost. You can't get saved until you know you're lost. And then you trust the finished work of Christ on Calvary as payment for your sin. Oh, I believe salvation happens in a moment. I believe if you'll trust Him with your heart today, when you step out, God will save you. You need to be saved today. I pray you'll come. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going to have a...